oh my god, is it finally happening? <laughs> Dead Island 2. And then the goat shows up and he's like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the DL Gaming Game Fest. I'm Bobby. I'm Nick. I'm Amanda. And I'm overwhelmed. Overwhelmed with games, guys. And this is a good thing. There is a lot going on. Uh, there is uh, the PC Gamer show happened. The Not E3 2022 happened. Next Game Fest, Summer Game Fest, IGN Game Fest, and Game Pass Game Fest. Game Pass Game Fest. And they're all intermingled. There's a little bit of each one. It's, uh, it's Game Infest, I think. Yeah, Infest. <laughs> That's what it is. Wasn't it nice when they just called it E3 and we could just put everything under that umbrella? Yeah, right. I mean, that was nice, but also. And everybody could meet up in Vegas and give each other diseases <laughs> from around the world, bringing all sorts of colds and, and fevers together. It was, yeah. al- it was always LA, wasn't it? Always. Was E3? I thought it was San Diego. Uh, I'm there. thinking of CES then. CES oh, yeah. is in Vegas. CES, yeah. Yeah, CES is in Vegas. Okay. Yeah, LA. E3, I believe, was LA. Well, you know, who knows, man? The pandemic changed everything. So maybe it'll just be a new venue. It's all going to be viral yep. diseases. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it, it's weird that we're all trading diseases and they're all vying, trying to go viral. You know, every game is trying to go viral and uh, it all got shut down because we did go viral. Yeah. Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, collectively. Um, anyway, let's talk about some games, huh? There's a lot to talk about. That's right. Yeah, there was quite a bit announced. Uh, announced for the first time, but also some big updates regarding some games we already knew about. So the big one was the Summer Game Fest. I think that was a show on June 9th, hosted by Jeff Kiley, and they were announcing quite a few games there. Uh, some big ones being, let's start with Callisto Protocol. So that was one that kind of got me exciting or excited. Big Dead Space fan, loved those games. Not so much the third one. That's a long story. But, um, this is by the developers who, uh, we all remember how Visceral, back in the day when EA was snatching up developers and spitting them out, right. well, Visceral got caught up in that. And, um, and yeah, so some of the developers, uh, started creating their own game and it's pretty much Dead Space 4 here. They're calling it Callisto Protocol, but it's pretty much Dead Space 4. It's got that same look, that same cinematic look where there's no UI. It's just a character on screen. It looks very, very cinematic. Uh, and it, it's got the, you know, the creepy zombie space, space age stuff. Like it's all there. So space age stuff. (laughs) Uh, what's in a way, sometimes it's good to get away from uh, a story that you've been telling for three iterations. Like they're doing something new, even though it's like uh, the old mechanics, Uh, some of the old mechanics and the look and all that stuff, the the good, the good things that happen in those games, they're taking that. But now story wise, they're completely free. You know, Mm -hmm. in the other games, you're like, Oh, this is the last chance for humanity. No, this is the last chance for humanity. But this one, you know, you can tell whatever story you want. Yeah. Well, it's tough to market a game sometimes when it's a brand new IP. 
Uh, so they're oh, yeah. really leaning heavily into the from the guys that brought you Dead Space. Angle. And wouldn't you though? That is. Oh yeah, I mean you yeah, got to. Yeah. That's how you're going to get your game out there. But when we did movies on the DL, we were like, from the guys who brought you the DLG. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. The the trailer looked uh, very pre-rendered, so I don't know how much faith to put in this game um we'll we'll see if it turns out to be good i don't know if that has quite the it, it looks like there's dismemberment too that was a big part of dead space but i don't know if that's as prominent of a feature we'll wait and see yeah i was pretty excited when i first saw this but i'm not gonna lie to you guys after this weekend when we were first showing this i was like w- wait which one is this because yeah i feel like the theme of all of this fest was <laughs> Do you like space. Dead Space? Here's Dead Space. Yeah. <laughs> so. There's a lot of stuff in space and a lot of gory violence, too. Like and was... dark, dark stuff, yeah. which I'm not opposed yeah, no to. No color palette, it's just dark. Yeah, they just look a little a little similar, but this definitely looks like it would be really mm-hmm. fascinating. Yeah, and it's hopefully. not that far off. The game's coming out December 2nd, 2022, this year. A lot of the games that were announced, was, uh, they were saying 2023 or not even then so uh this one does have kind of a closer release date i did see a game that uh its release date was uh when the unicorns allow it that's what it said <laughs> i'll cover that one later but days let's be honest neither one of us are going to be playing this game uh no i am a scared little bitch and will not <laughs> be too. able to handle this but God, uh i'm looking such chickens yeah definitely but you know what we should have when... a scare off like play like one of the scariest <laughs> games to see who can get further because i fucking gonna be you no i don't think so <laughs> dude i couldn't get out amnesia i could not get out of the first like two rooms oh my god we are the same yeah. you wait you went to the second room <laughs> i went in a well, hallway you beat, oh you beat me then <laughs> I, went in, I went in a hallway and then i went back to the first room because the hallway was oh too you much. know what we should have a scare off then you're yeah. right yeah. you and i are pretty neck and we neck should do that, that at the dlg con oh we'll god do, we'll see who can play maybe the, uh, uh, layers of fear that new Oof. remastered version they're coming out with that was also announced so they're taking layers of fear one and two putting them together with all the dlc and redoing it all in the Unreal 5 engine, and that's basically the new Layers of Fear game that they announced. I don't know what Layers of Fear is. Yeah, they showed that in the Summerfest as Mm -hmm. well on Thursday. Yeah, the new Layers of Fear. It's a it's a lot of layers of fear. Familiar? But is it a really old game? <laughs> middle old game? I, it's not that old. Um, so you, you know those games. Uh, what, what was the one that I really liked at the prison? Um, the, the run and hide games. Oh, uh, you know what I'm talking about. They were, they were all the rage. I'm sorry, what was that? Outlast? Outlast, Outlast yeah. yeah. So like Outlast and uh, some of uh, there were some other really popular ones. Uh, it, it's kind of like that, but yeah, they're combining them. Oh God, they have it in they have VR. VR. That, that's, that's what wild. I just saw too. Oh, there we go, uh, Emilio. We could even up the ante and really get nowhere in a video game. Both of us by doing it in VR. <laughs> this is what I'm. I'm going to come back on here and I'll be like, Yeah, I had my thousand dollar VR and pulled my two or three thousand dollar computer onto the floor because I was running like an idiot. Uh, right. Yeah. It's not going to work. I make sure you record it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. We, uh, speaking of spooky games, I forgot to put it on the notes cause it, I wouldn't, wasn't because you didn't do it. any notes. Is that why I did do notes, <laughs> but you took all my notes. Oh, okay. Good. Um, no resident evil four got announced the, uh, the remake of it. So that looks uh, pretty cool. You get to play one of the members of NSYNC. Uh, what was that original? Was that the one that was the, the first one that was like in a village? 
Yes. Like you, you go to like, I think it's a Spanish village. I can't remember. But, I love uh, that one on the Wii. It's the one with the chainsaw, yeah. like the guys with the bags over their heads with chainsaws and stuff like that are infamously like super tough. They try to get away from zombies a little bit in that one. It was kind of like crazy villagers. No. Or am I wrong? Yeah, they were they were all infected. They just didn't have to die to turn into the uh, like, infected. Okay. Like that's what it was. Um, yeah, so they they're remaking everything in the current um, Resident Evil engine. So the one from Seven, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm looking forward to it because I played every single Resident Evil remake um, and the newest Resident Evil, which I never thought I would do. But man, are they pretty and are they fun? So cool, man! Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, it'd be neat. <clears throat> So, uh, I, for me, I think the biggest uh, reveal this week was Starfield because we got some gameplay out of it. There was a 15 minute like uh, show and tell. Um, With everybody's uh, favorite, Todd Howard. Yeah, Todd Howard get uh, got up there. But see, like the last time I listened to Todd Howard, it was it was um, Fallout 76. So, you know, not all my chips are in his basket. Um, the Todd Howard basket. Yeah. I mean, before that, then yeah, you know, uh, there were, but you know, after Fallout 76, which is, I guess, a good game now, but at the time, you know. Now, yeah. Um, but anyway, so I'm watching this thing and I'm like, okay, cool. Skyrim in space is basically what I'm looking at, you know, for the first, I don't know, 20% of it. Um, and then, uh, it goes on and on and it shows you how you can make your settlements and you can make not settlements, uh, but like a base for yourself. And then, um, it goes on and then it talks about having a thousand different worlds that you can go to. And then when it got to the place, I don't know why I got so excited, but once it got to like build your own spaceship, I was like, yes, yes, this is Awesome. This is so fucking cool. It's not just build your own spaceship either. It's build your own spaceship and recruit your, recruit your own crew. Yeah. And so apparently all the NPCs have different stats and different positions they can occupy. So like you're pretty much putting in a bunch of different games in one. It looks awesome, dude. Yeah. So basically people that you play during the RPG part of the game. I guess you could just conscript any one of them and like leave your fruit stand, lady. You got better fucking skills over here as a mad gunner. grow fruit in my ship <laughs> instead. You're upgrading, yeah. 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 I felt like it was very like No Man's Sky mixed with Fallout, like yeah, the vibes I, it, I was getting. Yeah. No Man's Sky. Yeah, that's what everybody's saying. It's I was like, like No Man's Sky three. I was like, oh, Skyrim, and then I was like, oh, it's No Man's Sky, and then the ship building came on, and I was like. I don't think anybody's done shipbuilding yet. So, um, well, what about, um, God, what's the game? Robert Space Industries. I can't think of anything. Oh, um, yeah, Star yeah. Citizen. Yeah, I don't think you build your own. They're pre built. No, you buy your own. You don't really, you, well, you buy them, but you, them, but you don't them. build them. Yeah, sure. But this is like the entire hall, the shape, the what it's everything. used for, everything, mm-hmm. uh, apparently. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I, I found I, that exciting. I want to believe that this is going to be. I amazing. want to believe. Yes, I want to believe it, but yeah. I don't know, Todd Howard. You, uh, Todd Howard, you got you away. Sold me you got for away. My Samsung <laughs> smart smart fridge. Damn it. Yeah, like I, I mean, yeah, this looks amazing and incredible. But everything that they showed us in the past did too, and then it just absolutely shit the bed at launch. So like, we'll see. 
We'll see. Yeah. Um, last thing I saw from this game before this was that it's done. We're putting on final touches. So uh, I would say a month or two is what it sounds like. You think uh, that this is coming out in a month or two? I mean, that's what it sounded like. No, it's coming I out in 2023. Oh, did it yeah, say? 2023. Yeah. Oh, yeah. never mind. Yeah, yeah, they delayed it. That doesn't it. sound like final touches to me. No, and of course not. And no. Like I said, it's a Bethesda game. The final touches will be a year after it's released. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah just, all somebody, the somebody from the community has to do it for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for real. Make your own adventure, the other, the other, but I still love it. <laughs> so, my only so. caveat for the whole thing, and like this is just the dumb, dumb caveman brain in my head, is that, man, does this game still have the shitty Bethesda shooting, man? Like, it just looks clunky. Actually, can we talk about the engine? Yeah, I think after a whole weekend of seeing a lot of Unreal Engine 5 stuff and then getting this, like, near the end of the fest and stuff, it, uh, to me, it was just like, oh, man. Like, please Who's use a different engine. The camera? <laughs> <laughs> I don't expect good shooting from an RPG. Maybe I should at the, uh, these days. Um, but it is what it is. I, I would rather a good RPG than a good shooter. I guess, yeah. Hmm. Especially one where you could just like do whatever you want and be whoever you want. Agreed, but I I feel like you should we should be able to get both. I feel like there's just like not the shooting alone though with this. It's just I don't know. I don't know if uh, Bethesda's engine can keep up with things like Unreal Engine Five and like the other ones that are coming out and being used though. Because to me. There's something very much lacking in this visually and aesthetically, in a sense, and and I think it is the engine. Like it's, I don't the, know. It's, the Bethesda engine has always been known to be clunky as shit. I wasn't and wowed it, when I saw, it. and like visually, I nothing was when I was like, whoa. Yeah. It was just like what you can do, which is what, but like, that's what Bethesda does well. It's like just opens up a whole. It gives you a sandbox playground. And then that's what's impressive. Um, yeah. Yeah, they're engines. But they've been doing been. that for like the past 20 years. Like, no, I totally agree. Dry? I totally agree. It's I just, know. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm going to buy it. Unless it's like the people, the people that are playing it. Oh, wait, no. Is it going to be a Game Pass? Yep. Oh, it is. Oh, yeah. We're good. So Nick is going to buy it. Yeah. And then he'll and return then, it. And then, then re-download it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So for the fifth... So, Game of the Weeks is uh, Jurassic, Jurassic Park Evolution World 2. And um, for the fifth time, it's got to be fourth at least, Nick bought the game, played it for 58 minutes, and then returned it so that he could on, on Steam when it was a Game Pass game, at which we pick ga- Game Pass games exclusively just so everybody, excuse me, can jump in. So, yeah, there That's you go, fine. Nick. At least he got it in time. I feel like he's always doing his taxes when, like, whenever he's not talking, he's just not. He's in another world. (laughs) Nah, it's it's for me. What it is is like the last the last podcast. I wasn't paying attention. Oh, I I I put it on on my headphones, but I didn't wasn't paying attention to be honest. And I didn't catch the whole Game Pass shit. Oh yeah, I forgot you weren't there. That makes sense. Yeah, I wasn't there. Mm. All right, you get a pass on this one. All right, well, a game pass on this one. Something that is not on Game Pass and is full price, but looks interesting. Uh, I put on my on the radar the Quarry. 
that was also shown and kind of featured a little bit on Thursday in the Summerfest. And this looks interesting. I mean, at first I was truthfully a little turned off because I was like, oh, yeah, another horror game at like $70, I think it is. Mm, no, thank you. But then I, I watched how they featured it in the summer fest and it kind of seems more horror along the lines of like a friday things. the 13th a stranger things uh that's the vibe yeah, I got. that's the vibe i get too and that's right there on the head like i can handle that kind of spoopiness and so far i kind of like to they almost like poke fun at slasher films in this game which i think is very fun and cool and interesting it is a like more story base uh scary game in a sense where like yeah your choices matter and you are like these teens and stuff living or not living but spending the weekend like at a at a cabin and just like kind of all hell breaks loose with shit and yeah it's just the summer camp's over with and there's crazy shit going on at night and you're just trying to survive and figure out what's going on and so it looks interesting i'm i'm a little intrigued it's a good name too i feel like a lot of like teen and just horror films. They all have a quarry in it. And a lot of, a lot of, um, uh, who's the guy? Who's the guy that makes all the horror? Stephen King. Yeah, Stephen King. There's always a quarry in all of his stories. Uh, a quarry? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what? You know what I'm surprised been to I'm talking about from Summer Game Fest is System Shock remake. Yeah, I saw. I just saw that, dude. Uh, it looks very, very good. Bobby, did you play a lot of System Shock? I feel like you did. Yeah, but not at the time. I played no. System Shock two much, much later after it had come out. It kind of after, like during the whole Bioshock craze. Yeah, the remake looks uh, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so before, so I started watching the PC Gamer show. And before, there's like this countdown. It's like 45 minutes till the show. And that's some filler material. And one was the story of Angui. Angui, I guess, was this like level 60 rogue um, in World of Warcraft. That <laughs> yeah. He would just camp this one dock. And that dock was the only way to get over to the other continent. And he would do it for eight hours a day on one server indefinitely indefinitely just like that was his job he would get up and just gank people all day long and so he became infamous to the point where like there's like a featurette about him and you could watch it and i thought it was pretty interesting um he just got joy out of like killing people he's like if you don't like it go to a non-pvp server until they fix the game where there's like more guards or whatever i'm just going to do this as my job and then eventually he made a um, he made a website where he would post all the negative hate that he was getting on, which almost almost like made it worse because more and more people were just coming to see what it was like, and it was just like you're gonna die, you're gonna die if you're gonna try to get yep. on this boat. And some people he said that some people thought they were safe because they would get on the boat and they would start sailing. No, he was on the boat. He was on the boat. He would kill you and then jump in the water and swim back. And he knew it. He knew the spawning location. He would go kill them. So, like, this guy was fucking famous. They, they interviewed some of the people that, like, he killed over and over. And yeah, um, it, it got to the point where they're doing this. But what's really funny is one guild in particular, because if enough people from a guild wanted to cross the ocean, they would go there as a guild. This was like a raid to try to get past this dude. And uh, 
he they wrote a guide. This is how you get past them. This is how one of the ways. So <laughs> it's like he, an underground railroad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he he go he makes an alliance character on that uh on the other side. He raises them up, joins their guild, gets um gets uh privileges for the website, reads the guide. And he uh, obviously downloads it, and he's like, this is my prized possession. Like, somebody made a whole list on how to get past me. Oh, and by the way, I made every single one of those tricks null and void. Like, <laughs> I, feel, I fixed all the holes in my game after that. So he was even worse after that, dude. But, man, yeah, dedication to trolling, dude. Interesting. Wow. Yeah, this is, this is a show that they're coming out with. It's like a docuseries called Tales from the Hard Drive. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, they're going to be doing all different kinds of games, not just PvP games and stuff. So it looks it looks pretty awesome from like what we're seeing here. Yeah, I, I thought it was I'm good. Get, I was entertained. I'm guessing they're going to do the Warcraft funeral thing, but and then maybe they're only going to do one episode per like game. So maybe Warcraft is done. Yeah, maybe I, I doubt it. There's so many stories to be told in Warcraft. Is it oh, just yeah. going to be Warcraft, or are they going to go over, like, you know, the strategy and the way that uh, we used to trick people to going into the wilderness and RuneScape and kill them? Too? Oh, man. Those days. Yeah, you know, I can't trade you this gold. <laughs> I got to put you, I got to put it down in the wilderness, and you put some gold down, and they run to it, and you just kill them. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Those were the days. People For those who like... don't know, in RuneScape, there's no open PVP. You can't just assassinate people like Angwe was doing at the harbor because it's a neutral zone. There's an area called the wilderness. And after, like, I think it's three seconds, anybody can attack you. And so it's a very common place to kind of deceive new players into going in kind that of? area. <laughs> <laughs> or yeah, or you could even deceive like decent ones. Like I remember, I was a part of a clan, but I was only like level ninety two or something. But I was in a clan of like a hundred and ten people. Like everybody, like they were level one hundred and ten. Everybody that was in it. So what they would do is they would go and hide in one spot, and they were like, "Okay, draw some level like ninety eights out." Who are think who are going to think that you're easy prey, and they'd use me as bait, and then they'd get completely sidelined, like by a <laughs> bunch of people and roll That's them. Awesome. Oh yeah, I had so many experiences of tricking people to get into the wild, dude. Like I'd walk around, and when people were just like, "Will you be my girlfriend and follow me around a bunch?" I'd be like, oh, "Yeah, God. but take me to the wilderness. That's where I want my first date." And then I'd kill them. Like fuck you. <laughs> I want to see the dragons. <laughs> I would. I would be like, I want to see. I got to fight the green dragons. I have to. Will you fight them with me? And they'd be like, Yeah, you're my girl friend now and i'm like you didn't even ask rude but fine you're gonna die like i care so <laughs> thanks for out. your rune scimitar bitch yeah so we'd go out and we fight and i'd wait until the dragon was pretty much dead and then i'd kill him too and then i'd take all the shit from the dragon and him <laughs> black widow yeah fuck that <laughs> what do you got Dave? Uh, so I am going to talk a little bit, I think, about, uh, well, yeah, we'll go with Elder Scrolls High Isles. So the Elder Scrolls High Isles is the newest um, expansion pack. They covered it a little bit today in the Xbox and Bethesda showcase. However, uh, I downloaded it. I bought it like uh, last week or something. And this one is taking place in like the Breton uh, land in the High Isles. And Ooh. so it is... Um, it's, it's showcased on that. And 
it's I haven't played like a ton of it realistically. I loaded into it today and I kind of got started on some of the things. I'm trying to find like a lost ship and it's kind of giving me more of like focusing on almost like a pirate, not pirates, but like harbor kind of theme of things. And so, I mean, it's beautiful. It's stunning. And a lot of people are saying that this one is as good story-wise as Somerset, which is high praise because Elder Scrolls Online has had a lot of both DLCs and expansion packs. Uh, they've got, I think, like six or seven of like big ones out there that have like big chunks of storylines. There's obviously elsewhere where the Khajiits are and, you know, the whole sand area. There's that storyline that was Morrowind, obviously, that we had. And then Somerset was like the High Elf one. And that was my absolute favorite. Is so it the, the fact first that one? Somerset? No. Yeah. I think the elsewhere. first one was. Elsewhere, no, elsewhere was one of the more later, like later ones. Uh, How I think, many are out right now? Like, I swear this game gets a DLC a like every six well, months. Dude, yeah. they don't well, they don't charge a monthly subscription. So the way they uh, get their money is through DLCs. And as long as they're quality or even like half good, I mean, it's worth it. But I will say, if you did do the subscription, then you actually technically rent all the DLCs and can oh. play all of them. However, that is very different than what we're talking because what we're talking about right now, this is an expansion. So oh. even if you are a subscriber, you have to pay for this separately because it's a whole nother game with a well fleshed out story, everything like that. And um, now I'm, I'm excited to play this more to figure out more of the storyline and everything going on. But it seems very like medieval for the king kind of thing, you know, that kind of vibe. So it seems very interesting. And I'm kind of curious to how this one's going to play especially when out of all the dlcs and expansion packs everybody's comparing it to summer set which is like i said my favorite so this is this is cool is, is this the first expansion no uh no. the first expansion i think technically was i want to say morrowind okay when they did morrowind and i loved it but that was one of those ones where honestly it could have been a sack of shit but it was morrowind so like the nostalgia for me just wrote it like i loved morrowind i absolutely killed it and it was great and like it was fantastic but objectively i wouldn't say that that was the best expansion that they had gotcha cool that's exciting mm -hmm. yeah that's pretty exciting uh, next on my list was rotwood um this is not so it's a 55 second uh preview it's not a whole lot. Uh, but it does come from Clay Entertainment, which, uh, Bobby and I, we both enjoy their games. It looks great. Um, it's a, um, side scroller hack and slash, uh, or sorry, brawler beat him up, um, kind of like, uh, Final Fight or something like that. Um, but in a fantasy setting, uh, there's l really not a whole lot of information. But, um, I think I've liked all of Clay's games. And uh, something that's multiplayer, I think this might be their first multiplayer game. So, yeah, that's a good thing. This almost looks like the little, like, forest animals in South... Was it South Park? Or the forest creatures? Oh, uh, uh, yeah, the happy forest um, friends. The happy forest friends <laughs> mixed with, like, castle crashers. Definitely castle crashers. <laughs> yeah, very uh, castle crashers. That's cool. Uh, next up I feel was, like there's so many indie games that are like this, where they're like side scroller, or like area scroller, like beat em ups with cute graphics. It's an easy. I well, I'm not a developer, but it does seem like on the easier side of you know. There's not a ton of mechanics that goes into it. Hmm. Yeah, and, you know, a lot of them are good. What was that one that we played? Something Kingdom. Uh, Kingdom. 
maybe it wasn't Kingdom. There was one, and I was I was scrolling through my library the other day, and I was going through the games that I had beaten, and I saw that one, and it's one that we always forget about. But I'm like, God, that's always that, that was a good dude. one. I remember I, uh, Mother Russia bleeds. I think we enjoyed that one. No, this one was, it looked very similar in graphics. It was like cartoon, cartoonish, animated, and it was a roguelite as well. Wow. I'm completely lost. I'm sure if I saw it, I'd agree. Yeah. Uh, Tactical Breach Wizards is such a strange uh, mix of genres. So it's a a breaching game, you know, uh, where it's like a... um, isometric view of these rooms where bad guys are inside and they have hostages or whatever. And you got a breach in there like a SWAT team, but you have wizards on your side uh, with <laughs> wizards and like a rogue and like, you know, RPG stuff. But this is definitely, we're in the gun age here. Uh, but yeah, the wizards come up with like, I saw one throw a portal on the wall and like tentacles came out, grabbed one dude. And uh Yeah. It looks good. I like that they mix these uh, genres up. I think it's... Uh, I feel it. Go ahead. I feel like this is like... A, so there was a very popular short story on Reddit about how these like this like group of Marines got teleported into like a fantasy world. Mm. And there's like wizards and shit. And they're working together to fight evil. I feel like this is just a straight cop out of that. Yeah. I mean... It looks awesome, though. It looks yeah. fun. Why not? Wizards can... Travel time. Why wouldn't they get in the gun age? Uh, fuck it. Uh, I think it looks good. <laughs> yeah, it looks really neat. Yeah. And it looks like there's like a lot of room for some really fun strategy and stuff. And I like that. I don't know, kind of top down. Well, it's not true. Yeah, top down. Like um, stuff. That's cool. All right. I believe the game I was looking for is Lost Castle. Mm. Dude, I don't know what you're talking. Even with mm. the name, I still don't know what you're talking uh, about. It, it, pull it up. You'll, you'll. I think you'll recognize it because I think you played oh, it yes. before. Yeah, I like you this played game. it before me, and then you recommended it, and then I played it, and I, I might have even played it more than you. Yeah, Lost Castle's good. Yeah, and it is multiplayer too. It is co-op, so it's a brawler beat 'em up. Uh, but yeah, with the roguelike uh, mechanics, and you, every time you die, it's completely different, and you can make your guy better and better, and unlock different classes. I remember. Yeah, I had a great time with this game. Yeah, it's a good game. Uh, you know, I did want to talk about the tactical turn-based game. So we've got Aliens Descent, which they didn't really show us much, at least in the way of gameplay. It was just a CG trailer. So who knows with that? But the other one, Midnight... Midnight Suns. Midnight Suns. X-Men. Yeah. yeah. By there's, a, there's even another one after that, but it's a mobile game. It's a Lord of the Rings flavored one. Okay. You bring up another mobile game, and you won't be on the show. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but Midnight Suns, so superheroes, I'm not really into it. But when I watched some gameplay, I was actually pretty impressed because it's got cards. So it's kind of like a card battler plus... Uh, plus the tactical turn-based. Although the map didn't really seem like it was split up into grids or hexagons or anything like that. I didn't quite understand the movement. It seemed like the characters were just kind of wherever. Uh, So I don't know how that really works with the placement of characters, but it does look like it's a little more in-depth than your your typical uh, tactical turn-based where your character just has like, you know, action points or or something. Um, And it's... Uh, all about like combining, uh, combining the effects of, of different characters. 
And of course, it's by Firaxis, the ones who, the developers of XCOM. So, you know, they know. The ones. Yeah. yeah. They are the oh, guys yeah. when it comes yep. to this format. Um, but yeah, yeah when dude, I saw Firaxis, I was like, this is some money right here. Watch. When I saw this um, uh, advertising stuff, I looked and looked and looked for gameplay. I could not find anything, dude. It's just a bunch of CGI stuff. Like I, I couldn't. No, there's be, gameplay like, out there. I found some, but maybe now that Game Fest come out. But mm-hmm. this is what I'm talking about like last week. Um, but yeah, there's a one shot that I've seen. So it looks, yep, like like a detectable turn base. But I, I think it'll be good. Um, There's a 13-minute video covering the gameplay of Midnight Suns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I found a really good one on YouTube, and I can't remember who it was by, but he went into depth explaining how the mechanics of the game worked, and I was pleasantly surprised. So and you're playing some heavy hitters from Marvel too, like oh uh, yeah, the Midnight Suns is a group, like it's a very famous group, and it involves like a lot of like the uh, magic users and like quote unquote. Well, it's even got blades in there too, which I thought was funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, isn't Blade like, just uh, a guy? No, he's, oh, well, a he's a vampire. No, he's a vampire. Right. He's half vampire, yeah. half vampire. Daywalker, yeah. half vampire. Um, but I'll tell you the game that I was most excited about, and it's the one that is probably coming out the latest, Stormgate. So it's an RTS by the guys who, by developers who left Blizzard, and they. Tell me it, more. It looks, Tell it, me more. I'm into it. It looks very Blizzard-like. So it's by this company or by these developers called Frost Giant Studios, and it's you know ex-Blizzard developers, and it very much looks like they're trying to copy Warcraft Three. Not a whole lot of gameplay out there, although you can sign up for the beta, and the beta is not even coming until 2023. So of course I signed up. Can't wait to check that out. The game's going to be free to play, which I think is a smart move. And they said it's not going to have any micro transaction uh, transactions, loot boxes, um, NFTs, like any of that weird stuff. It's just going to be free. There's going to be a single player campaign. There's going to be PvP and co op. Like it's just. How do they make their money though? Um, I don't know. We'll <laughs> see. I'm Selling sure they'll find a way to. No, I no, no. The game's the free. Game's free. Yeah, yeah. They're probably going to have like advertisements, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure they'll find a way to uh, to monetize it. Sell your data. But <laughs> <laughs> this giant sword is brought to you by Pepsi Clear. <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, I, you don't see a lot of RTS games out there. There was that one by the French company that came out uh, a while ago, and it it was good, and I enjoyed it. But there was no way the game was going to thrive. It just didn't build the player base, and it was really unfortunate. And of course, we had that that other one that was like the co op one, where you had different dwarves that uh, performed different. Oh tasks. yeah, what Dwar- happened to that game? Dwarfheim. It, it just oh, did not. Yeah. It, it didn't come together. Like oh. they, they had some amazing concepts that just didn't come together. Damn, that sucks. Yeah, it was really too bad. But it's hard to make an RTS these days. It really is. That's a very old-style game. Nobody's really doing it anymore. No one's really playing those. And if they are, they're playing the ones that were already out, StarCraft II, WarCraft Three. So I, I don't know. I hope this game does well, and I hope it gets a player base. I hope it's good. But it's going to be a while till we know. They're not waiting for that DL gaming bump. They're mm-hmm. not. They're not ready. Nah, they, they can't handle it. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Blizzard and some Go. more things, one of the ones that uh, I put on my on the radar that I saw some more footage of is Diablo Four. Um, I'm pretty excited for this one. They have 
it's going to have like an open world concept. And even though you're like fighting Lilith, you can do couch co-op and cross play and PVP and you can do a lot of big groups and things like that. And what I really like about what they're kind of doing with it is that it's open world and there's going to be a whole bunch of like enemy strongholds and different areas that are taken over on the map by enemies. But you and a group of people or you yourself can clear them out and turn them into a like a town with traders and things like that there. So you actually have like quite an impact on the world while you're playing. And so I think that's really cool. And they're adding a lot more customer or sorry, character customization, which which I think is going to be really sweet and awesome to see in Diablo as well. And so I'm actually a little excited for this one. I mean, we'll see kind of how Did they, they announce do. one of the, uh, a new class at all. They're uh, releasing a necromancer and druid class. Okay. Both, yeah. So, so I, I remember cool. the druid class is quote unquote new, even though it's been in other Diablos, but the necromancer has Necro- also been in other Diablos as well, but yeah. it's nice that they, cause like in Diablo three, it took them like three years to add the necromancer. It took them like, they added in, they ended up adding two um two classes but they were DLC so yeah so yeah, it's Crusader. nice that they're just going to give you them right off the bat and like i said it's i think it's really cool that they're going to do even couch co-op and online co-op and things like that i mean that's that's exciting so it feels almost like they are going like an MMO route with Diablo which i think is kind of fascinating um i think i hope it's successful with their current mobile game yeah. and all that fucking need, hate that that shit's getting, we've got to they talk about to that. Pull some, they pull some big dick moves here because uh, that shit is horrible. So Diablo Immortal came out and um, it's free to play. Didn't that come out a long time ago? No, no, nah, it, it came it, out it, last week. It just came out last week. Oh, so the official game finally came out because I was yeah. at that BlizzCon when they announced it, and people were <laughs> so upset. Yeah. Don't you not have phones? Don't you not have phones? Uh, but it just happened. Uh, yeah, last week officially. You know, it came out. I downloaded it. I tried to play it like three times, and I was stuck on the loading screen like for multiple mi- minutes, like three, four minutes, and I'm like. I, I don't have time for this. Maybe you just need a new phone. Uh, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Um, I don't think my Pixel 2 can run this. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, for those who don't know, uh, who haven't read headlines or Reddit posts or anything, to unlock, uh, to be like like maximum level in the game, or not maximum level, but like maximum efficiency with like a bunch of legendary runes and stuff, you would either have to play 10 years, eight hours a day or 10 years of game time. Sorry. Or pay upwards of a hundred thousand dollars. Um, which is like insane. And that's one character. That's one character to max out. That's not multiple. Like in like people that play Diablo three have multiple characters and multiple builds and stuff. I saw weird stuff too, dude. Like if you buy, you you can, you can pay for any kind of boost you can think of economical, uh, fucking, uh, XP, like so many things that you can just pay to skip. You could pay for an XP booth, uh, boost to your daily login. Right. So let's say like, uh, your daily logins, whatever gets you, whatever. So it really is a mobile game. Yeah, it really is. (laughs) It is beyond Uh, living up to the name. Yeah, a lot of games do this. This like, you know, log in multiple days in a row, incrementally it'll yeah. get better. If you buy a boost to that, but skip one of the days, you lose the into all the money that you spent on it. That's in the EULA. Like, you're just not gonna get it. 
sorry, if you didn't do your part, we're not going to do our part, even though you paid your part. Um, another a famous streamer spent $10,000 and live streamed the whole thing and didn't get one legendary item. Jeez. So yep. hopefully, hopefully at some point somebody's going to listen and D4 won't have any of these shenanigans. Hopefully. Yeah, we'll I, see. I, I, I mean, because it's a mobile game, we kind of expect this because every other mobile game does it. Now, it is Blizzard and we have higher expectations from them. Uh, at least we used to. We used to. So, uh, I mean, yeah. yeah, that does kind of suck. But if a PC game came out like this with, with that kind of stuff, we saw that happen in 2017 with Battlefront 2. And look at the reaction that got. Like, you just, you can't do that with with PC games or even console. So, uh, we're at the point where I got to explain who Chad is. Chad is like the first third person that we've had on uh, the podcast. He joined us in like the second week or something like that. And he was with us for the first couple of years and uh, he jumped around the game industry and now he went with blizzard and he went in blizzard like man, um, four or five years ago, maybe 2017, 2016, right? I thought it was 2017. Right before yeah, was Overwatch. 20. Well, Overwatch was 2016. I think it was shortly after that. Yeah. Okay. And it was a long interview process. I remember. So yeah. it was like, I'll, I'll whole thing but imagine dude imagine like you're one of us and you get the job at blizzard right and you're like i haven't talked to him about this, this is, these are my thoughts not his um it's like hey you want to you want a job at the playboy mansion you're like yeah and then you get in there and then the old man dies and uh they get sold off to fucking um cosmopolitan uh they only cover um i don't know recipes and you're like what is going on like like the mansion's crumbling around you you're like i thought i was in heaven and everything it, you know it's all downhill since you've joined i think it's him personally i think he he pulled down <laughs> The company, but I think I, it's, it. I think it's that especially when it comes to mobile games, dude, they're just high on greed, and you know, it, it'd be much better to just be high on life, which is the next game that I put. So bringing it back to PC games instead of mobile there games, you go. get it? High on life is uh, going to be like a Rick and Morty kind of game, you know? They got uh, Justin, what's his face? That uh, <laughs> so bad with names though, but he I Justin Roland, yes, yeah, yes. Uh, it looks funny. It was put on the Summer Game Fest. Where are you? links girl i know well yeah i fucked up yeah i fucked up with the well, links. i mean we have like a thousand games for on the radar there's a week. lot of them and also too it, unfortunately like there just wasn't a lot because i put these down literally while i was watching them and a lot of these are uh -huh. released without anything on them so like this one there was there's like a little trailer that they released and it just it looks funny i'm not i'm not sick of the humor yet so i thought it was very entertaining you have different guns and the guns talk to you and i thought that was kind of hilarious um, yeah. And so, like I said, there's these different guns. I think one of them was just like, Oh, you're holding me a little too tight. I like that. Or so that like, it's, it's so funny. I would have never thought of like interacting guns, like living guns and stuff. Mm -hmm. But this game, just like all the other games uh, in this uh, showcase are going to space. So, <laughs> but Dude, this, it is the summer of space games. It's the summer of space games, but this looks like super fun and just silly and goofy and dumb. And that makes me very excited for it hmm. yeah all his games are usually pretty good although they've been I mean, it, look, it looks games. pretty funny to be honest yeah i totally missed this one yeah, yeah. 
It looks very entertaining and kind of hilarious. And you're interacting with different people. It seems to have like somewhat of more of like an open world concept. Um, but yeah, I believe it's coming out in, I want to say 2023, like a lot of games, but hmm. looks fun. I, I think that's very funny to have like a big part of your game being like guns that interact and talk with you. I haven't really seen that. There's been a lot of games. talking swords, but uh, yeah. a lot of talking guns. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, right. That's cool. What about you, Bobby? Did you see anything else on the summer summer game fest? You know, there you was saw? a lot that I saw, and everything looked good, but uh, nothing really worth mentioning. Witchfire looked kind of cool, and you know, that's by the old People Can Fly developers uh, from uh, Painkiller and Bulletstorm. And I think Out Outsiders or Outriders. I never played that one, but it, that one looked kind of cool, but uh, nothing r- else really worth commenting on. Yeah, I I was I, I pretty much had a personal feed with like all my friend group. And they were just bringing up things to talk about, and everybody was just freaking out about um, what's that Bethesda game in space? Starfield. Starfield. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just I dude, I just feel like everything's in space and everything's using Unreal Engine five. Yeah, a lot of them. I mean, there were, I thought that there were some unique ones too. We had a thread going, uh, in our discord, which if you haven't joined the discord at this point, I really don't know what you're doing. It's like Nick and trying to buy games instead of just using game pass, man, get with it. So (laughs) you can join our discord. I used game pass when we played together last night. All right. That's (laughs) true. That's true. We'll get into that, dude. Yeah. But, uh, so, you know, you can find our discord on dlgaming.net and that's how you can find us. But we started a thread and a whole bunch of us were watching the fest and the bethesda and uh at microsoft showcase today and um we were talking a lot about a lot of them one of the ones that i thought was kind of interesting because i definitely paid attention to the ones that were not space and dark because <laughs> they all started to get kind of too much the same to me but there yeah, were two of them together yeah, there were there were a few that I thought were really kind of fascinating and not dealing with that. Like I'm I'm so sorry, uh, sniper, I did not put these on the list, but uh, <laughs> I'm gonna try and speak slow to help. Uh, one of them was as dusk falls, and this one Zap and I were talking about quite a bit because it looks very fascinating. It's like a very emotional story game, and they have a really unique kind of artful graphic style. But it's the story driven game of like this family going on like a road trip and their shit breaking down in Arizona. And what's cool about this is I don't think I've ever really seen such a story driven game um, that is multiplayer up to eight people. Eight people can play this. You can do this as like a game night thing. And it's kind of like unfolding and unlocking this whole like motel that has all these secrets and this like event that goes on. Like it, it just seems like such a cool story game, but the art style is really what got me sucked in. And I just thought it's really interesting. Realistic painting, Mm -hmm. I would say. Right. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's almost like a movie. I call it Instagram filter. (laughs) But Instagram filter. But I thought that one was Rude, cool. dude. 
And then, uh, yeah, another one that I thought was really neat and exciting that's a little bit different than what the theme was is uh, Flintlock, The Siege of Dawn. Mm, I saw it. That one looked pretty cool, too. That one is like the woman is on, it's a female protagonist, and her goal is to try and kill a god. And it's like kind of Civil War uh, almost era kind of a style of things. Like there were elements that I was like, oh, wow, this reminds me a little bit of New World, but like God of War mixed in with it. Like I thought it was New World like expansion when I was looking at it. That's what I thought it was. In the beginning, but That's no. Interesting. Then it, it, yeah, it kind of plays almost like I said, what it looks like is like a semi, I don't know if I would really say God of War, but yeah, like a similar to that, but it's cool. She's got like a really unique flying fox thing and can fly and it just looks like the combat's going to be fun and really cool and fascinating. I mean, it looks beautiful and... I just think it looks really badass and like a cool thing. I love that you can just hop on your fox and go flying and do all these different tricks and line down. And then you still have like the old guns and rifles of shooting and things like that. And it just, it looks awesome. It Like there's elements like that, what just happened where she jumped off a cliff and then kind of power fisted down and blew a bunch of dudes away. It's like, it almost reminds me of like Assassin's Creed with some of the walking and the way that they do some of these uh, world building elements of things. So I think it's cool. It's a hefty, hefty game to try to shoulder. Uh, who's the dev on this? Uh, it's Kyle or uh, Kepler. Kepler Interactive. Yep. Uh, developer, sorry. Um, A44 Games. Have they made anything else? We just saw something that they were making. I think that was the. Oh, God. It was one of the Dead Space like games, I think. Mm. The Calyp- Calypso thing, maybe? Mm. No, I don't, I don't think that was them. I don't know. Yeah. They came up before. Oh, Scorn, but, which oh, is one of the games I'm going to talk about. Nice. Yeah. yeah. This one releases early 2023, by the way. But yeah, what it, what is Scorn? What is that about? Um, I, just very quickly, I think it's uh, basically Mist in a HR Geiger world. That's exactly what Ooh. it looks like. Um, it looks like a bunch of humanoid-ish architecture. Like humans are in the architecture and you're walking around trying to figure out how to get through it and how things work in this fucked up weird ass place. Um, but what a great mix of genres. I, I think it's done be done before, but not to this graphic level and not in a first person perspective. I think I've seen it in like a side scroll or something like that. But yeah, this is crazy, man. This guy's trying to like he's pushing his guts back into his stomach. His um Ugh. limbs are starting to become, you know, part of the world. The world is probably starting to become part of him. Uh I don't think I'll play this, but I Definitely, I mean, I've always appreciated H.R. Geiger. Um, and, uh, you know, I didn't see his name anywhere on there, but you can definitely see that it's, uh, highly influenced by him and this his artwork. Savage, dude. It's crazy. Yeah. The last time I felt like this about this game, I, a game was when, um, that, that one you played that you're in hell, Bobby. Uh, that's the first person. Oh, the, yeah. I know Started what you're talking about. Are you like, yeah, an- agony. Agony. Yeah. 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 All right. God, there's so many fucking games, man. There's so many. Just trying to recall all these names and shit. We're like, agony, scorn, like, oh, man. Disembowelment. That's the problem with all these game fests is like, 
after a while, they just start blending together and you forget which one. And it's unfortunate, dude. I feel like I wish they didn't do it this way, but because, okay, so this happened last year and then we're like, oh, we're going to hit this for like a month straight. And then we kind of hit it the next week and then it was just all gone. It was like the news cycle, like, oh, half the world blew up and you're like, oh my God. And then the next week you're like, oh, gas is $7 a gallon. Well, they did announce a game that I have no interest in playing, but I thought the trailer was interesting. Goat Simulator 3. Yeah, so get it. they parodied the 2014 trailer of Dead Island 2, which never came out famously because Dead Island has the best trailers and they never live up to the game. We all fell for that reverse oh, yeah. slow motion trailer for the first Dead Island and then... Uh, yeah, uh, the game didn't quite add up, although I really enjoyed the Dead Island series. Um, and then they announced Dead Island 2, and I forgot it was 2014, so long ago. And they had this trailer, you know, the guy was running, he didn't realize the zombie apocalypse was happening behind him. It was real funny, and and uh, then the game just never came out. Um, so then Goats, <laughs> the way they set this up in the show, too, they didn't give it away at first. They said, and uh, a trailer from a long-awaited... Uh, sequel. Ah. And, and, you know, the joke is, and I went back and watched the, we're, we're watching the Goat Simulator 3 trailer here. By the way, there's no Goat Simulator 2. They just went straight to 3. Uh, but I went back and watched the Dead Island 2 trailer and they really match it beat for beat. So instead of the zombie running up and eating the, uh, the girl on the roller skates, it's a goat that butts her off the side of the, the pier. <laughs> And like the, the car swerving and crashing, like everything just matches there. So I thought, I mean, I got the joke, but I, I was thinking, God, that was, that was eight years ago. How many people are going to get this? Apparently enough. But also, does it matter? Like on its own. Yeah. The trailer still works. Yeah. On it still own. works. Yeah. Actually, what was very funny was being in the thread when this came on live, like zap straight up was like oh my god oh my god is it finally happening dead island 2 and then the goat shows up and he's like oh fuck you fuck you (laughs) it almost deserves my money just because of the hard troll it really does such a fucking troll i'm just i'm really thankful that i got to watch somebody get tricked by that that really pissed off the result it's very funny it's a good troll Wow. All right. Well, are we ready to talk about games that we did play? I mean, I have one yeah. left. Oh, well, yeah. Okay. What's the altars? The altars is, um, I wouldn't have put it this on there if their pedigree wasn't so good. So they, this, uh, developer made Frostpunk and they also made, uh, Children's of Morta, Children of Morta, which I played, um, a, a good amount of, um, so this is a story about a guy on a mobile um, research lab. And when I say mobile, it's basically shipping containers on a giant wheel. Um, it's at the end of this. Um, but this guy wakes up and he comes into the main hall and he's surrounded by versions of him. Uh, it's not him exactly. They're not clones. They're him from an alternate dimension. So there's guys that are like a little more techie or there's a guy that's a little more adventurous and there's a guy who's whatever, uh, a little more fit. And so he starts to trip out and he, he passes out. And anyway, so, well, I think what you get from this is that, um, in this game, from what I heard from the devs is you kind of create 
the guys you need to fill the holes of what you need to get off that planet because you're stuck. And so, you know, if you need a botanist, you grow yourself a version of yourself that is into botany and so on and so on. And so, um, right now you'll see the, the mobile thing that they're on. It's crazy looking. So it looks like, um, fallout shelter, um, inside of this giant wheel that's just going through the world. It's crazy. It's crazy looking. But mm-hmm. had I seen this without um, their pedigree, I wouldn't have cared too much. But, you know, Frostpunk was really good at spinning a tail. And um, and Children of Morta was a roguelike uh, with a family. And you played as a different family members, and I thought it was really unique. And uh, they said as a goal for their development team is talking about the heavy, heavy questions in life, you know, like, who are you? Um, who could you have been? That's what they're talking he- about here. Frostpunks is like, what sacrifices are you willing to make for the greater good? You know, they have, they're trying not to teach, but just make you think about the heavy Exploring deep moral quandaries. Yeah, exactly. Within within a medium, so. within a video game, which is yeah. the worst place for that, by the way. No, no, no. no I think on, it's cool. Bro. I think I think they can. Nah, do you it can right. do moral stuff in video games. Yeah, if you do it right, like Life is Strange is a good example of that. Bobby hates video games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't expect much from them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking for stupid fun, and let's not try to make it anything more than that. Although, when they talked about this game during the presentation, they had. Uh, Troy Baker, famous voice actor out there, looking like a pirate. And he, when I say pirate, he had like a hoop ear. He had a look going on. He was not dressed like a literal pirate. He just kind of had a very specific look going on that was pirate-ish. Anyway, he was talking about when they approached him for this game, and the elevator pitch was Duncan Jones Moon meets Fallout, which if you haven't seen Duncan Jones Moon, that's a great, great movie. He also directed the Warcraft movie, which was not great. But uh, Moon was... <laughs> you just lost points for mentioning that one. <laughs> well, I'm trying to, tying it into video games. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's cool that it's a cool concept and it's a cool idea. And they said it was, uh, from a, a voice acting perspective, it was a very challenging game to make. So, same, but yeah, because you're doing the same voice with different inflections, I guess. Right? Or like imagine. different style because it's technically like different people in a way, right? Mm-hmm. Or like slightly different people. Same vocal cords though. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Uh, well, moving on to games that we have played and the highlights. And I'm going to start off with a game that is just dumb fun. So, Bobby, maybe you'd like it. Uh, Metal Hellsinger is the game that I played recently. I saw this on Thursday. They showed it in the game. Uh, showcase or the Summerfest, and I was like, yo, this looks awesome. They had me at Serge Tankian, dude. Like, as soon as they had him and they played a bunch of other, like, awesome metal, like, I know that the chick from Evanescence is, or Everessence is on here as well. Uh, this is a rhythm boomer shooter. I know you don't really like rhythm games, Bobby, but mm-hmm. this isn't that bad, I think, with the rhythm thing. Um, Essentially, if you are on the beat and it's just a four count, so like what I found was easy is if I just tap my foot to the music, mm-hmm. it made it a lot easier to hit these creatures on beat and it just gives you massive power, like combat 
uh, damage bonuses. Combo the bonus. Yeah. yeah, and they they stack. So you are like this female so you, you demon. You played the demo of it. I, I played think the I'm, demo. Okay. Yeah, because I think Emilio, you played the demo of this as well, right? No, no, we're talking about two different games. The one you're thinking about, Bobby, is called BPM, and it came out like three years ago. Yeah, the which exact is same hit. concept, really except for hit. this is way better graphics, way better. This yeah, is, the other one was a pixel game. Yeah, yeah, this oh. is beautiful graphics. It is very beautiful. It ran so smooth in the demo. It's coming out this year, if I remember correctly. I thought it was something more like, yep, I was going to say this September. So 15th of September is when this comes out. The demo is out. It's amazing. What I thought was really fucking cool about this game was that... As you start increasing your score and as you start comboing on the rhythm, they actually add elements to the song. So like when you first start, it's kind of like the bass and the drum. And then as you're killing and doing better, they start adding in the guitar riffs of a song. And these are like actual songs that they're playing. Like you could probably play Toxicity from System of a Down as one of the, one of the levels, but they have split the parts of the song based on how well you're doing. So if you're really fucking killing it, the whole song's playing. They add in the vocals last. And it Sick. is just good. That's this game cool, is man. fucking good. Yeah, this game is cool. I'm super excited for it. You pick up and you change different weapons and you can rotate through them. There's like different bosses. Everything kind of moves fluidly. Like it's this is this is a solid game. Like I said, for them Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm I'm guessing also plays the the yeah. the beats are coming in from the sides on your on your cursor, right? Yep, that's what's going on. Oh, that's, that's what's that going is. on. Yeah. And so, like I said, I just it made the world of a difference when I just started tapping my foot to the beat, and it became a lot easier to hit it on because it is it is a little awkward. And like one of the things I didn't necessarily like in the beginning, and it's just the tutorial, is that they would pause the game to like teach you something but with a game like this it will really fuck up your rhythm <laughs> and then, and then it's like then you're kind of off and then you get hit but it's it's just like i said it's the very beginning like the tutorial that's the only thing so do keep that in mind because i was just kind of like man dude like i can't be on the rhythm if you keep fucking pausing right when i'm about to hit and but like i said that goes away real quick so it's it's not a big uh, not a big negative but this game it looks beautiful it's great and then when you die if your score is high enough you actually Actually resurrect off of your score points, which is kind of neat. So if, in theory, oh. if you're doing really well, anytime you die, you'd be able to resurrect yourself. It's really encouraging on. you to be on beat. Yes, yeah. it is definitely encouraging Doubly. you to be on beat. You do which, more damage and you can respond with less penalty. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, you, you do get to a point and I got to a point where you're just fucking jamming. Like you're killing and you're with the beat. Yeah. Like, and it does, it sinks. And when it sinks like that, wow. Like they did a great job with that. Uh, Nick, did you, are you downloading this demo? It looks like you're doing something. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm looking at this demo right now. <laughs> uh, the other thing is that I just got a notification that um, Half-Life Alex has a sponsored mod that was just shown at the PC gaming show. Oh yeah. Leviathan. Levi uh, yeah. I thought it was levit levitation. Oh, I might be wrong. It might be levitation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like a, it's like a sponsored mod that got its own trailer and everything. So yeah, I, I didn't even, I didn't even know about that until now. Just so. in time for my VR, which might be outside right now. So I was oh, supposed no. to get it last night and then they got delayed for, S fucking FedEx sometime today. And then it said, make an account to find, to get more detailed thing about your delivery. So Dude, I was I like, Oh yeah. So I, I made an account. 
I fucking went in there. Guess what the extra information was? Who it came from. Now I know that Valve sent it. You motherfuckers. You motherfuckers. Anyway. Anyway. But now this... And it's FedEx, which I think require a signature. So I hope somebody signs for Sign it. for it. Yeah. <laughs> you just see Mila I'll, there. I'll go She's check like, it right hey. now. We might be able to do an unboxing right now, live. Ah. Oh, boy. An unboxing on a podcast? Shut up, Bobby. <laughs> I'm unflapping this so flap. Now there's a device under it. God damn it, Bobby. God damn it, Bobby. <sighs> okay. So that was Metal Health Singer. Mm-hmm. Demo's out. Game is coming out the 15th of September this year. That's Bobby, so was Floppy Nights everything that you expected it to be? It was all right. Oh, it actually was because I wasn't expecting a whole lot. So it's a it's a small game. It's kind of indie. And it's not it's not a huge game. I, we had tossed around the idea of doing this as Games of the Week. And I had a feeling it wasn't going to be big enough for that. Not really enough discussion around the game. And I was kind of right. So it is a card battler. And the whole story is kind of like Pokemon, except you uh, plug in a floppy drive to your arm computer and it projects like this little monster that you send out to do your fighting. Uh, so it's got this grid map. This is what's kind of unique about it. It's a, it is a card battler game, but it's got a grid map and you have to play cards to move, to attack, to upgrade your characters, to, to do whatever. You have, you've got this main hero character, but then you can spawn these other other types of characters and there's different classes like there's plant guys and then there's these red guys that are just like really aggressive but take lots of damage um it's it's a little more on the simple side you're not going to find like a whole lot of depth in this but it's it is really enjoyable i had a good time i probably made it about halfway through this game um, there's like different areas you can go and you can unlock different things. It, it's an enjoyable, it's an enjoyable game and it's free on game pass right now. So you can play it off there. How much is it going for on steam? 20 bucks. Okay. Yeah. Making a mental note. It is on game pass on game pass. <laughs> yeah. It just, it, the complexity, it doesn't have any complexity really in the cards. It's, um, you know, a lot of these card battler games like Monster Train or, or uh, Slay the Spire, um, you know, they've got all these different things that can happen, like, in the cards themselves. This, it's not uh, it's not nearly like that. The deck building and everything, it's just not not quite there. Although, maybe when I get later in the game, like, it'll become a little more in- interesting, but it, it didn't seem like it. You're going to keep going, Bobby? Uh, possibly. I yeah. mean, we'll see. Um I, I do kind of want to see more of the uh, the other maps, and they do have like a challenge mode where you can play. Um, they give you a specific like rule set that you have to play within. Like you can only use these characters or these specific cards. Uh, but I did I did kind of like the map feature. Didn't really like how they had the edge panning though. Like you had to move your mouse uh, into an area of the screen and then hit arrows on the keyboard to move the map up and down. That was kind of annoying. And there is a lot of dialogue in this. Not not voice. Uh, voice work, just uh, text, but you can skip it because, you know, I don't like stories. <laughs> yeah. Go fuck yourself, story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez, man. Nick, what do you got? So um, I bought Black Mesa for Leslie um, because she's never played Half-Life. Um, it, Half-Life's arguably like a quintessential uh, PC game that everybody should play. Um, it was either let her play Half-Life 1 with potato graphics or let her play this. Yeah, I don't um, think so there's a question the, there. 
Yeah, not even close. Um, she played about, I think, in an hour and a half, um, and then stopped playing just to watch the podcast and stuff. So that's nice. Oh, tonight? Uh, yeah, tonight. Cool. Um, watching her play, man, this actually makes me want to pick up uh, Half Life One again because I haven't played it since I was like twelve. So, um, have you guys played Black Mesa at all, or have you guys <laughs> only played one? It was Bobby's game of the year uh, four years ago, Bobby? Three years ago? Maybe not that long ago. Yeah. Yeah, whenever it came out. This uh, this game was in in development for a very long time. It started out as a mod like over 10 years ago, I want to say, and slowly and slowly grew. I think they announced it on Steam, or it released on Steam in an unfinished form, maybe 2016, around there. And that's when I first played it, and then it just ended after the you go to the alien planet the game just stopped it was so weird i was caught off guard by it um but then yeah they finally finished it i think in 2020 or december of 2019 and i played it again and they took a lot of creative license with the ending but it kind of needed it i i would argue they did improve the ending like it gets pretty it builds up to quite a crescendo at the end and even though it is very different i think it did a it did a great job of building on the original while still maintaining what made the original great. Yeah, I think it's one of like the best remakes ever made, and it's a it's a fantastic game. Uh, Bobby, um, so I I read this one line fifteen years ago, and I'm not sure if this is exactly how this went. So the aliens you're fighting in the first Half Life, aka Black Mesa. Mm-hmm. Are they running from the um, the guys that you fight in in Half Life Two? Like, are they being hunted? What I think the way that I understood it from what I read all those years ago was that like uh, they're trying to escape from the combine, and so that's why they were invading our world because they wanted to get away from. But then by Half Life Two, it's already too late. I don't know. I really don't even know what the story of Half-Life is. I figured there were good aliens and bad aliens, but I, I really don't know what the story of Half-Life is. And that's kind of like the whole hook of Half-Life and why everybody was in love with it, because it was a mystery that they never revealed. You know, who is G-Man? What's his part in all of this? So, yeah. And and of course, if you answer, it, it's the J.J. Abrams mystery box. If you answer yeah. that question, then it loses all its appeal. So they never did very smartly. Uh, yeah, it's part of the appeal that you never really know. I think you kind of write your own story. But I always, but I read that line and I fell in love. I was like, "Oh, they're trying to get away from these guys." And then, and then I played Half Life Two. Speaking of Half Life Two, uh, which is kind of a good game, I've heard. Yeah, and do you know they made a remake of Half Life Two at all, or like improve the graphics? Well, Recycle just posted that Half Life Two has a like a VR mod with Ooh. controller support coming out. That's looking good, uh, but it's supposed to be coming out in the future with that. So yeah, that would I don't know, that'd be cool. Recycle is like our VR correspondent, live from the virtual the, the virtual place. We're in the real place, but he's in the virtual place. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. <laughs> Who's next? <laughs> Well, what was a uh, tiny, speaking of like a little virtual place, a little tiny place, what was Tiny Tina's Wonderland like? Um, I play much video games this week. Um, I did play Tiny Tina's with John last night for about two or three hours. And we're continuing through the storyline and we're having a good time. It is, 
I am not like blown away. I'm not like, oh man, I am having such a good time. But I get to hang out with my buddy and the game works and it's I it's above neutral, you know, it's over like at 60, 65% or whatever enjoyability if you want to like kind of quantify it. But it's a vehicle where I get to hang out with John and that's cool. Um, I think like enjoyability wise, I, I, we had more fun with uh stolen realm, which is kind of like a, uh, D and D and fast forward where you can play for 20 minutes and actually get through a level and, 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 and have fun. Um, and that's still in early access. Um, this has tons of custom ability there, uh, there's a lot of D and D tropes. Um, but they put fun at it and it's really cool. Like this whole quest was like, she has this game board that you're playing through and you have your little miniatures or whatever you're playing through. And she dropped a Cheeto onto the game board and the character's like, we can't progress. There's a Cheeto on the game board. And she's like, Oh, and she totally makes up something on the spot. She's like, obviously that's the asteroid of, doom and you have to go kill this guy to get the key that opens the asteroid of doom i ain't i ain't drop anything on the game board and that's the whole like and you're, you're that we spent like two hours on that quest because there's a bunch of things you could do on there so um yeah it's it's enjoyable in that way um customizing your uh character it's a lot more than any other uh borderlands game for sure <laughs> you can, um, because you have stats kind of like in D and D where like you can go into strength or intelligence or wisdom or whatever. You can really, really like min max if you want, which, which is what I'm doing, which <sighs> doesn't mean I'm super happy with it, but that's what I'm trying to do. And, uh, at least it lets you do that. At least as an option. The old Borderlands games, it was just like, get a gun that kind of goes with the guy that you got. You know? And this has, yeah, I'm playing the sniper guy. Give me the sniper. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, having a good time. Best looking Borderlands of all time, for sure. And uh, we'll probably, I think we'll probably finish this one. Nice. Mm-hmm. Speaking of finishing... Oh, sorry. Last thing. DLCs have been all... Uh, both DLCs have gotten terrible reviews. Some of the worst re- um, things in 2K history. I don't know why they're so bad, but um, yeah, two really bad ones. Two stinkers in a row. Hmm. Sorry, Dace. No, I was just going to say, like, speaking of finishing things, uh, Nick, <laughs> did you finish V Rising? Fuck no, but I finished my second base. <laughs> nice. Uh, dude, V Rising uh, continues to surprise me. Uh, we got Leslie to play with me and my buddy. And uh, she liked it a lot. Um, it's hard to not like this game, especially when you're a fan of Diablo. Um, it's obviously like the same camera angle and shit like that. Um, you can actually rotate your camera, which is a difference. Um, but man, like the building and all that kind of stuff is just, it's still drawing me in. Um, like, meanwhile, my other friends, which like, is part of the, they're all part of the same friend group, they're like, we should play WoW. And me, me and my friend Brett were just like, Nah, man, we're we're sticking with V Rising right now. We're hunting for blood. Um, Little busy days. Where are you with V Rising? Uh, have you done everything there is to be done? I have three bosses left to kill, but uh, I don't know. This was a beautiful flame that kind of went out a little bit for me. Uh, we had we were supposed to do a PvP night on Friday, but the number of people in 
the server have dropped dramatically. And so like, we didn't really have enough people to do PVP. I was hoping I'd be able to get some PVP done and talk about it, but just nobody there to kill. And the only thing wrong with a V rising is summer game fest is basically what happened. Like everybody's like, looking at yeah. all this like shiny new stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's still- one of the worst parts about like the gaming community right now is just so much shit coming out, man. Like yeah. I see why like media companies have like, multiple game correspondence because like the age of having like one to four just doesn't cover everything mm-hmm. yeah there's a ton but. and snipers doing some research <laughs> so this is uh, still a cool game though if you rising it's pretty pretty solid still but uh i don't know i think i had a lot more fun instead because i think it was friday night i had a lot more fun playing instead of pvp v rising i uh played space lines from the far out which i hate this title because i always forget it but this game is i think great i don't know both it was bobby sniper myself and captain gummy in the beginning and then captain gummy had to leave and then nick came and joined us and the fucking Gordons. The fucking Gordon is this, Express. Is this a Game Pass game? This is a Game yes, Pass yes. game, and I'm telling you, it is tenfold more fun when you've got three people role-playing and one person just yikesing in their head the whole time, <laughs> just dealing with it. I'll let you guess who it was. <laughs> no, I got it. I know. When it was... When Gummy was playing with us, he and I were not really playing into the role-playing, but we were... At the front of the ship, he was driving it and I was handling the radar. So we had kind of the more serious stuff to do. And then Christian oh, and Amanda oh. were in the back entertaining and feeding the, uh, the passengers. So That's I feel right. like they, they could goof off and have a good time, but we had to be all business up at the. Oh, mister, get on the radar and press one button. <laughs> I was, we were swinging. I can't even fucking talk. I can't believe what you just said. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. <laughs> For those who don't know, because we're talking about passengers and shit. So this is a game that's kind of like overcooked in space, but instead of a kitchen, you're operating a transport uh, ship uh, in space. And so you pick up customers or passengers all while maintaining like energy levels and things like that, where energy goes. Um, it's meant to be played at four player co-op. Uh, it's funny as shit. Um, because like, for example, like one of the things is like, if you turn too fast or hit an asteroid, a bunch of the, uh, a bunch of the passengers will start throwing up. Like people will shit on the floor. If the bathroom's <laughs> taken, you don't, and you don't take them to the bathroom. Like it's, I'm not saying poo poo and PP are funny. Uh, no, they are though. The game is funny because of that. Yeah. There's so much more to it. Like all the little, like all the little, like uh, subspecies of like aliens and stuff is hilarious. It's... And, uh, I was expecting to play like 10, 15 minutes or just to check it out for a second. I ended up playing like an hour and a half. So it was pretty fun. Well, unfortunately that's about all there is to this game. So we played through, you play the tutorial and then they start you out in the game and it's like a, a, a map, like you would see in slay the spire or, um, you know, any of those other games where there's like this branching, branching map, path, yeah. yeah, FTL and you choose which path you want to take and you kind of see ahead like, Oh, there's an upgrade station over there. Let's go this route. Uh, and then you fly and you can also see like, Oh, there's comets in this area, asteroids in that. It, it, so you know, some of them are more difficult to get through, but you get through maybe two of those maps one of the areas you go to is Gambulon five, which is basically Vegas. So you get there and then like you play another level and then that's it. The game was just over. And I was like, wow, this is this like a beta or something? Are no, the difficulty game, levels? 
No, and that's the thing. So you, the money that you make, you can then take back and you can buy a new ship. And then on your run, you can buy upgrades for your ship. And you also unlock like paint jobs and, and everything and, uh, all sorts of cosmetic stuff. But it didn't seem like there was a difficulty level. I, I need to explore the game a little bit more because when you do buy the new ship and you start out again, it's just very easy. And the, you know, it's a chore just getting through the first couple of levels because they're just super easy. Um, there is an inspector that boards your ship at some point and we have not ran into him. So I feel like there's more of the game that we haven't explored. So I would actually really like to play more of this and um, get to more of the harder stuff. Cause when we say it's like overcooked, that's overselling it a little bit. It is not nearly as challenging. And I think that's a good thing. Overcooked can be a little too challenging. Mm. There's not enough room to, to goof off there. And in, True. in this game, there's room to... Uh, Bobby's help. like, yeah, in this game, you could have two goof offs while two people actually do the work. <laughs> oh, no way, doing, dude. No fucking way. Awesome. No. This guy's burning 30 CDs pressing one button. I'm fucking entertaining. <laughs> I'm on the fucking radio. I'm managing power. Jesus Christ. Don't even... Yeah. It's the of the room versus the back of the room. Yeah, we had the we had the the golden light foot, which was the fucking golden. Yeah, he was the one doing running around, diverting power, and like running around and doing a lot of stuff. I think the laziest one was probably me. (laughs) And then the last thing is like Bobby's like. It was easy. I was just pushing the radar button. Meanwhile, you guys are fucking sweating in the back, fucking no, serving up. No. We, we were all doing quite crepes. a bit of stuff. But w- what happens with the passengers is you've got to keep them happy. So you could get a big TV screen and put it up there, but then you've got to divert power to that TV screen. So maybe you can't power on the navigation or power on the gravity. Uh, you know, you have to make choices. Um, but what also happens at, at the very bare minimum, if they're getting cranked, and they need entertainment, you can dance for them. And that's where the rhythm game comes into effect. Mm. It becomes this little rhythm game and you have this circle, this area effect where you can entertain them, Um, which is kind of funny because what's great about this game is it really creates all these really funny situations naturally. So to give you an example, there was a time where uh, we're maybe a minute out from the end of the level and we've got a passenger who is going to barf and there you see the stink lines coming out and they're ready to go and we're like oh no she's going to blow do something there's no and you can stop off and like clean your ship or stop off at bathrooms so they can relieve themselves but you know there's none of that in sight so we we either have to burn a lot of fuel using our boosters to get there and just hope she doesn't puke in time it's like real life you know you got a kid yeah. on board like they're going to barf like, oh, what do you do you know so we had a lot of situations where it was just like you need to punch it no we don't have enough fuel it's like she is gonna puke everywhere and then everybody's gonna puke and we're gonna get a super low rating <laughs> our five star is going in the trash we're gonna be spirit airlines here <laughs> but but bobby if that's what they were trying to like do when they made this game not like if you could pass it or not pass it it was like can we make enjoyable experiences mm-hmm. they did they do what? They yeah, I think they did a, yeah. good, okay. a good job. I think they did a yeah, good job. In that, I, I that case, who cares how hard it is? I think. Well, I don't think if the game was harder, then I, I don't know if it would be as much fun. So I'd, I'd like like more stuff and more challenges and, you know, buy upgrades so we can keep up yeah. with it. I'd like to scale and progress, but I, I definitely don't want it to be overcooked because I, yeah. I think overcooked is, is a great game, but I feel like I've never had a good game of overcooked because somebody's always drunk or somebody's distracted. Hey, man, <laughs> I know. don't I don't like overcooked at all because it brings me back to working in the service industry and it, the game just feels like fucking work and this game did 
did not. I feel like uh, we were all your job doing base? a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was an expedite for like a over a two hundred capacity like barbecue place in Detroit, oh, and uh, I also did food running. No, well. in this and, game. Oh, in this game. Oh, my bad. I thought, well, no, I was, well, I was like, oh, actually, I was Gordon, I was, I was fucking Gordon Ramsay. You were the chef? Fuck, yeah, yeah. I was like walking around being like, hey, you want some fucking sushi? And Gordon Ramsay doesn't talk like that, but that's so how we went with it, dude. I don't know why. We just picked the voice. We needed we to record it. this. It was fucking hilarious. Oh, it was, it was hilarious. We were all Jersey. Well, what was fun about this game is there's more in Overcooked. You're just put this here or put that there or bring this over here. You're really doing the same thing but you just have to run around and find like a um a rhythm with the other people doing it in this game you're actually doing different things you can go to the battery and you can take power out of this and put power over there or you can go to the radar and you can scan and ping things and find out what's coming up or you can pilot the ship and move it around or you can entertain passengers which is kind of the overcooked part where you have to go and grab stuff and bring it to them or you have to dance for them which it seems so funny, like just an airline, like the passengers are getting cranky. What should we do? Let's dance for them. Yeah. <laughs> Start break dancing and shit. It's hilarious. And the, the I whole had game... the cops called on me for playing Overcooked with Rianne. Wow. Sorry. Just didn't wow. mean to just really interrupt there, but I was yelling at her to cut some tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it's a hostage situation. <laughs> like domestic abuse. Cut the tomatoes! Wow. Yeah. That must have been fun to explain. Yeah. Uh, nope. Sorry. It's just a video game. I, I got a good cops called on me story. Um, sure. Yeah. That was not warranted this time, but, uh, I was driving one time and I had this old Amelia, you might remember the Malibu. I had this old 73 Malibu and I had these big sub subwoofers in the back and I would just crank that shit up and it would just like boom. And, and the thing would rattle because you know, it's a 73 Malibu. So I'm sitting at a red light and I see somebody and there's like these two older guys and like one of them's on his cell phone and he leans over to me and he's like, Hey, what you got back there? And I'm like, Oh, this guy wants to know about my stereo. It's kind of old for that, but okay. And I'm like, Oh yeah, man, I got like two twelves back there. I got a thousand watt JW pushing or JL audio pushing it. And I'm like, and he kind of looks at me like, uh, okay. And then he drives off I'm like, well, that was fucking weird. Okay. So then I drive home like a couple blocks and I park and like three cop cars, like swerve up on me. And I'm just like, woo. Okay. Time out. What's going on here? And they're like, yeah, we got a call that you got somebody in there in your trunk trying to get out. I'm like, oh, this is going to be hilarious guys. Let me open my trunk. And they're like, no, we'll open the trunk for you. They, they seriously thought I was going to like pull out guns or something like that. Like relax guys. They're like, they're like two twelves. I huh? got two 12 year olds in your trunk. Two 12 year olds in my trunk. Yeah. Yeah. A pedophile. Sorry. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Audiophile. Yeah. Yep. So that was space lines from the far out. <laughs> Right. Fantastic game. Thanks. Looking forward to playing some more. Can you hit them with some DLG con stuff? Yeah. So, um, you know, we've got still DLG con coming up. It's going to be in Austin, Austin, Texas. That is going to be September 30th to October 4th. We still have that one bed available if you're interested in coming. Uh, it's looking more and more like we are going to be having one of our community members, Eatless Beef, be making uh, pizzas for the first night. And then there's going to be some cool places that we're going to, including a 
beautiful place to drink and walk around and check out some cool shit that's right on the lake. We're going to be on the lake. Um, there's still talks of renting a pontoon and riding the lake around. Otherwise, there's a pool and a hot tub and all kinds of fun stuff, including everybody here and a lot more people to come. So it's going to be a great a great time. So if you're interested and you want to do that, you can find our discord through dlgaming.net. And in our discord, there is a channel called DLG con planning and you can click on that up in the top right corner of discord. There's the pinned kind of looking like a little thumb pin or whatever. And you can click on that. And in the pin channel is a document with all the information of how you can get to DLG con or if all that shit's way too confusing for you, you can always DM me on discord and that's days. I think it's days 313 or it might just be days. And so, yeah, you can ask me any questions if you got any of them. Speaking of questions, we can move on to listener questions. Before we get to listener questions, I just want to bring up the DLG Gaming uh, Patreon. Uh, you can subscribe for just $5 a month. We don't do tiers and everything like that. We just do um, how long you've been subscribed. Um, for $5 a month, you immediately get shout out uh, a shout-out on the podcast when you sign up. A green Discord name, which if you haven't joined our Discord, join it. Um, you get access to our Not Safe for Work episodes, which are deleted. Um, so if you want to see those, you definitely can. Uh, you get view access to episodes and show notes. Uh, promoted to the top live role in Discord if you are streaming. So if you want to get started streaming or anything like that, and you want to stream in Discord, uh, if you are a Patreon, you do get the uh, the live role. Um you also get entered into our high uh, our high score Hall of Fame, uh, and after three months, you get the DLG sh- Shield sticker pack, which are peelable stickers that you can pretty much put on whatever the fuck you want. Uh, after six months, you get a T-shirt, and after a year, you get to choose any one of the casters to play any game you want for three hours at least, and they do have to write uh, or give their review. So yeah, thanks, Nick. Um. And we're terrible at doing fucking ads, and that's what makes it all authentic. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> we're not out here. We're not here trying to make millions. We're all the ads at once, Bobby. Do you have some? Do you have an ad to put in here? No, I think we've given them enough. <laughs> <laughs> They've been advertised to enough, um, but we do have some listener questions. So let's get to those. First one coming from Lasagna McGillicuddy. What are your thoughts on gray market sites like G2A or key swapping services like R slash Steam Game Swap? Do you think people should have more agency in the licenses for their games, such as being able to sell, trade them? And how severe do you think the impact on developers and pu- <clears throat> publishers would be? Funny enough, um, he he's the lead moderator of uh, our Steam Game Swap. Uh, just so he's just doing a little bit of advertising for us. I've never heard of that actually. I don't know how that works. Do you send somebody money and they send you a game? Is that how that works? I have no idea. I have no idea. That is a good question. Yeah. I've never even heard of it. But I do know about the gray market. So the gray market, I mean, I know a little bit. Bobby probably knows more. Um, basically, you uh, buy a game in a country where the game is cheaper. And then you send it over to somebody in a richer country. Um, right, Bobby? I think he's talking about sites like G2A or yeah. what, what, uh, CD Keys or yeah. Penguin. Penguin. I don't know. Well, they sell CD keys. They don't sell the games. They'll sell like ga- uh, game keys for either Steam or um, 
uh, uh, you know, you play or, or whatever. But where did the CD keys come from? That I yeah. don't know. So there was a whole debacle a couple years ago, I think with Devolver or some, some publisher and they, uh, really they came out back. Sp- specifically against G2A, I believe, yeah. and said like, like all Tiny the build. Oh, tiny build. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. And they said, this is really hurting our business and here's why. And they kind of laid it all out and they had a pretty, uh, good case. A lot of the CD keys there were, uh, I can't remember how they had gotten, but it was not through the proper channels. I've used, I've even sold games on sites on G2A. Back when I was buying lots and lots of bundles, I sold a lot of keys on uh, G2A. And I mean, you make a little bit of money and eventually you can like buy something there. Um, I, and I have bought games off of there. In fact, I bought Grand Theft Auto 5 off of G2A and it got taken away, I want to say about a month or two later, because it was Whoa. like a stolen CD key. Mm. Uh, they gave me a refund, which was nice. And there were multiple times where I had to go to their their support and uh, like get help from them because a the game wouldn't activate or I had some sort of problem. And they always eventually helped me, but it was always a real hassle. I do so, have to say that when them going on to Reddit and doing a um, AMA, like... Somebody in a gray market generally doesn't do that. I feel like they thought they were doing the Lord's work or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, maybe they want to address it head on, but yeah. yeah, that did not go well for them. No, yeah. Um, I mean, it was always rumored that, you know, some of them, like you said, were stolen CD keys and then just sold for immense discounts. Um, or like there would be like review copies and stuff because I know people would buy, for example, like Metal Gear Solid and then get like a special edition that was not allowed in their country and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have one story from buying from Kinguin where I bought uh, death watch, which is like a four player co-op Warhammer game. And I ended up buying 11 copies of it because it was priced at 1999. But when you actually checked out, it was 79 cents. And <laughs> so, yeah. And it was like a $40 game on steam at the time. So I was like, I'm going to buy like 11 copies and just give them to everybody. I know. And that's why you <laughs> sent us copies. I remember now. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> and, uh, Nope. And we lost Nick. Yep. Hmm. Um, but for the record, um, lasagna was saying that those are just the services that he used and steam game swap is just a moderated trading forum. Like he's not running them or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, I knew um, I was just curious. I mean, the, the concept oh, okay. is a good idea. Like, if you yeah. have CD keys, because this happens a lot. What they do uh, when they sell humble bundles or wh- whatever other types of bundles, you end up getting games that you already have in the bundle. It just happens. Yeah, and you can try and give them away to friends, but a lot of times they already have the game. So it, it does feel like there needs to be a way where you can either sell them or trade them. Um, but it, it sounds like that, uh, and this is always going to happen. Somebody's going to take advantage of the system and, and that will hurt developers, which is unfortunate. I mean, if it's a blizzard game, I wouldn't feel too bad about it, but if it's like <laughs> a, a struggling like... indie developer, then maybe. Yeah. Cause that's, that's yeah. where I would be concerned about using those kind of things. Cause you know, the developers and publishers, just like other, other, all the other kinds of people that are professional should get paid for their worth and their work, you know? And, um, but at the same time, I totally get that, that if you wanted to sell off some extra stuff that you have or you're able to get your friends a lot more of this game because of that, then I don't know. It's definitely kind of uh, uh, an on the, you know, it's a, a needle to thread, so to say, with the kind of a service. Right. 
but mm-hmm. I don't know. Ultimately, I, I guess I would not be the biggest fan of using it myself personally, just because yeah, I'd rather I'd rather the developers and publishers get the money that they're owed. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, days. Oh, okay. go ahead. I said the one time I like I, I actually promote people to use those is for like DLC bundle, like DLC. Um, and like my number one example for that, and I've had like five or six people do it, is the Total War uh, Warhammer. It's like with all the DLCs and everything, it's like three hundred dollars. But if you can go to Kingwin and buy them, um, buy them all for like seventy six dollars, like why wouldn't you? Like you don't have to wait for the one time a year it's on sale. Mm. So, and it's not that they're, they're not an indie developer, like from the, yeah, that's the they, one time I ever like actively told people to use it and they got, they got paid what they expected they got to, they were going to get paid when they sold those CDs to that country. Do you know what I mean? Like, okay. If they had a hundred CDs and they sent it to a country and they expected X amount of revenue. That well, I, don't, rep- I don't know if the CD keys work like that. No, I think because so they I have think, to be ROW copies, rest of world, so they work yeah. like anywhere on the globe. So, oh, that's so useful. Yeah. I don't know anymore. It's so hard it. to do talk about anything while he's um, making trying Mario. Oh, I thought it was Joseph Solon. What? <laughs> yeah. yeah, the same person, you know, both <laughs> yeah. genocidal maniacs. Yeah, <laughs> wow. the other person kills you know Russians. All right, well, moving along, a uh, question from Neil Sprung. What are some of your all-time favorite most re- or most ridiculous usernames of random players that you've encountered in a multiplayer game? He said that recently he had his whole squad wiped out by a gentleman named Obama's Poop Water <laughs> in Blood Hunt, which is great. Um, er- early on, this is, um, this is um, Counter-Strike... As soon as they made you start using um, Steam, you had to get the newest update from Steam. I think it was, fuck, I don't remember the version, but that was the big one. And Steam was not good at the time. But anyway, way back then when I was playing in my attic, um, there was a guy whose, his name was only black guy on the internet. And I thought it was so funny because at the time, and I was like, yeah, I can fuck it. He's probably the only one that I'm playing against this whole time or whatever. Uh, it was funny, man. I thought it was great. Yeah. And then kind of make yourself a target with that name, though, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, for me, I, I used to play Counter Strike as well. And funny enough, it's the same kind of story. Um, we, me and my friends were playing, and we got <laughs> the enemy's team name was. Microsoft uh, Office Suite, and every player and their <laughs> emblems were from the Microsoft Office Suite. So you have like Microsoft good. Word, Microsoft We got annihilated. <laughs> and then my own, we tra- we we tra- we kind of copied it a little bit when we played Rocket League. We were all different parts of Darth Maul, and so one of us was Darth Maul's legs, and another one was Darth Maul's waist, and then the other person was like Darth Maul's top half. <laughs> And it was it was just perfect. That's not yeah. nearly as good, but good, nice try. I have a, I have a wee bit of a story. If you guys would like to hear it, what's up with that voice, dude? It makes yeah. me want. I, I don't want to like hear anything. Oh yes, sir. Please. Yeah. yeah. Enlighten yeah. us. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, but when I was playing a lot of insurgency, there was a guy. I, I don't know how to do this, but he his username was just a telephone, like. 
an icon of a telephone. Mm. Have you? Uh, and and all he would do in game is beep boop when talking to people, like pressing <laughs> numbers on a telephone. And sometimes there'd be like a call ringing noise and someone would pick up on the other end and be like, hello, you've reached. And he was like famous in the insurgency com- community. Whenever we got in a game and we saw telephone, everyone would be like, oh my fucking God, it's telephone. And he would like beep boop, beep boop, beep. So that, that stands out. Was out. he good at the game? It didn't matter. Oh yeah, he was always like top of the scoreboard. Like he was playing all the time. It was crazy. Nice. Yeah, nice. Love to see it. I feel like all the cool usernames I've ran into are just obscure references to things that I recognize. Like uh, when I was playing WoW one time in Battlegrounds, I saw I saw a horde hunter. So of course I couldn't communicate with him because I was Alliance. But his pet was named Randy Watson. I'm like wow, okay, it's a deep cut. From, uh, <laughs> From uh, what was that movie? Trading Places? No, not not Trading Places. Coming to America. Soul Glow. Randy Watson. Uh, yeah. Well, he was in the sequel. You know, yeah. he, he came in at the very end. Yeah. So I thought that was good. And then, God, I used to run into a lot in uh, Heroes of the Storm. Someone named their account Sam Waterston, and I'm like, why would anybody name their account after character actor Sam Waterston? Like, that's the weirdest thing to me. <laughs> Like it, you'd recognize him if you saw him. He was in like uh, the CSI show or whatever. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy. Yeah, and I'm like, that's your character name. I was born old looking. You know what yeah. I mean? It, it was so. I think weird he played, dude. I think you were probably playing. I was playing the Sam Waterston. Yeah, yeah, hilarious. yeah. And then Brian Denny, he was there. It was a whole shebang. <laughs> but um, I feel like I come up with better names though. Like I had, so in WoW, you would often make a guild just so you could have extra bank space and share stuff between your characters, right? So my guild was too legit to crit. Twos instead of two. So yeah. And that, that was, that was great. Uh, By the way, we banged our heads over and over on rocks trying to figure out a better name for this podcast and you didn't come up with that. That would have been (laughs) fantastic. (laughs) Uh, no, this, um, too legit to create a D and D podcast. Yeah, the, the name's got to be out there. But trust me, man. Back in two thousand six, two thousand seven, no one was doing it. I, um, I haven't played WoW, so I'm just theorizing here. But didn't most people join a guild to play or maybe meet friends? And uh, yeah, yeah, you com- could do that. But with, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't do much guilding until like later in my WoW career. But if you had a lot of characters. There was no way for you to send stuff to your other characters. I think you could mail it to them, but the mail took like a certain amount of time. So what you would do is you'd create a guild and then you'd put something in the guild bank, log into your other character. He'd walk up to the guild bank and take it out. Mm. So it was a really good way of transferring things, uh, gold and, um, and, uh, items between characters. Um, Did you get anything? Yeah, definitely. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, Back in the with the original Modern Warfare 2, when I was playing that, uh, I was playing a lot with this person. These two guys, they were both from Arizona, and they had, I thought, hilarious names. One was Ragin' Cajun Fetus. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Ridiculous. It's abrasive. Yeah, yeah, but that was, that was wild. Like, that's perfect yeah. for a toxic game like Modern Warfare 2, you know what I mean? And the other one was Chief Slap-A-Butt, which was fun, too. <laughs> <laughs> and so one. there's a lot of them though. I feel like there's a lot of good games. I think just even what yeah, you brought here. I, I like his name. Oh, Duder McBadass. Yeah. yeah, Jew for You's community's got some funny names. Like Jew for You on Call of Duty is Fat Dong Pounding You, which is a good one. 
there's another guy called Trash from Florida. Uh, his username on Call of Duty is Florida Man. So you just get killed by Florida Man, which is hilarious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we got some good ones, definitely. You know, I like, um, I might be, I might be incorrect in thinking that Bibliocasm on on Steam is I Burn Books. Somebody in our community is I Burn Books on Steam. And I, I think that name is pretty funny, too, actually. A little offensive, you know, because I'm a reader and I like to read. But <laughs> I Burn Books is a pretty funny thing to have on a video game-like name. <laughs> it's inflammatory. Yeah. Oh, ooh, ooh. yeah. Ooh, there we go. Words. Words. <laughs> uh, all right. What, let's wrap this. How, how do we end these things? What do we do? Well, we've got one more listener question, but I oh. think we've already answered it. Warconius asked, what are your top highlights from the recent game announcements like Spider-Man for PC, Callisto Protocol, uh, Last of Us Remake for PC, Dark Tide, Ninja Turtles on Game Pass, Alien Dark Descent, and Midnight Suns? Lots of stuff coming to PC from Sony. A lot of stuff. And it's, yeah. I think there's gonna be it's a game good, pass. man. Yeah. Sony Game Pass. Yeah, I think we yeah, certainly covered our top... I think we definitely covered our top highlights for the first half of this. Yeah. Real quick, going back to the iBurn books. Yeah, we have Bibliocasm in the uh, Steam chat right now saying that he used to own a bookstore. So that's the irony is that he used to own a bookstore, but he burns books now. So I I, I love <laughs> Bibliocasm. I think it's such a good name. Uh, Days, can you do the uh, wrap up on what we talked about? Oh my god. Alright. Well, it. on the radar was the Callisto Protocol, Layers of Fear, Starfield, The Quarry, Elder Scrolls Online High Isle, Rotwood, Tactical Breach Wizards, Lost Castle, Marvel's Midnight Sun, Stormgate, Diablo 4, High on Life, As Dusk Falls, Flintlock, The Sage of Dawn, Scorn, Goat Simulator 3, The Altars. <laughs> Highlights include Metal Hellsinger, Floppy Knights, Black Mesa, Tiny Tina Wonderland, V-Rising, spy- Space Lines from the Far Out. Damn, I tried to do it on one breath couldn't had to take that was three. incredible yeah guys. get with Dude, it that was really good <laughs> sniper was changing the color and the tones the entire time she was reading that was incredible yeah your sobriety's we, great dude we found that so- <laughs> we found a new person to be doing our wrap-up oh great i get i'm rewarded with more work yeah. love it all right well what's everybody playing next week uh, oh, we didn't do Jurassic Park. You guys have to play it a little bit. You have to play it a little right. bit. I'm not I'll even going to be on the next one. Nick, it's free. I will download it from Game Pass this time. Yeah. Yeah. It was too packed of a show to cover it this week. So yeah. this is the week's weeks. Um, Sick. I have been playing um, uh, Tomb Raider. I've been enjoying it. I'm having a good time. Uh, the combat's a little laughable, but it's not about the combat. It's about the exploring. I have a really good time with it, actually. Nice. Yeah. And she's not distractingly proportioned anymore. She's just like a... <laughs> oh, she's uh, like a real woman. Like an athletic... She's not 40% yeah. boob. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Uh, there's a setting where you... Like where you pick the outfits... And some pick outfits give you perks. But anyway, one of the perks is like one of the old outfits from like you can load up like a like a 16-bit version of her. <laughs> and, and you're like, what is this doing in this game? It's that's funny. Stark contrast. Yeah. Oh, I bet. Uh, so I'm going to continue with that. Um, and, and that's about it, I guess. Yeah. That and uh, Tiny Tina is whenever John's on. Bobby? I cannot remember what I was going to play. I saw it earlier, and I was like, that's what I'm playing this week. Like, of course. that's 
that's my answer, but I, I can't remember what it is. And I'm looking through it. I think it was on game pass. Um, so I might just check out robo quest. I know you've been talking that game up a lot and it, saying it's better than uh, gunfire reborn. So maybe I'll check that out. And it's not early access. They call it something different on game. Yeah. Pass. It's like something preview. Yeah, they they got like a, a preview. Yeah. Yeah. It it, it's a different name, but it's basically early. If access. I'm on though, I'll play with you for sure. Yeah, I'd be interested to check that out, and I I think it'd be better. The proper way to do it would be with other people. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm hoping that we can play some more Space Lines from the far out as well uh, this week. And myself, I'm looking forward to playing some Elder Scrolls Online High Isle, so that way I can see how the story pans out with that one. Nice. I'll be playing Chivalry too. Yeah, dude, horses, horses and cross platform. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right, speaking of, Chris, are you going to play video games this week? No, he's playing nope. your mother. Going to Edmonton. Going to Edmonton again. Mom's birthday. Are there not video games in Edmonton, you son of a bitch? All right. Uh, nope. sp- <laughs> speaking for Chris's mother, Nick, Bobby, uh, Amanda, and myself, um, Summer Fest Tits. Yeah. Not remember that game. What's it? What have to do with? What color was it? (laughs) (laughs) What was the color of the title? Uh, I'll figure it out. I hope I will. Now I'm committed to RoboQuest, though.